0: I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The Podcast
1: Rejects Well, I'm not one for gossip. Okay, this might be, like, one of the most she-they things I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> the she-they has something to say again. Ugh, I'm, I'm well aware of the... But I'm deeply jealous of, like, male vocal ranges, specifically mm. because I wish that I... I feel like I'd be... This might be uh, um completely diluted, but I feel like I would be good at impressions. Yeah. But I feel like the most, like, distinctive voices or, like, the ones that people do impressions of are male voices, so I'm automatically, like, not even within the range, so it's like, I can't get it quite as perfect (laughs) as men can, but I don't know, I just feel like I'd be really good at it.
0: Yeah, I get
1: that. And so I'm, I'm hella jealous. It
0: definitely is a she-they thing to
1: say, for sure. For sure. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's really, it's far up there on the list of she-they things. Um, but anyways, welcome to the pod. (laughs) This is the podcast Rejects. I'm Spencer with the most gender neutral name and sitting here with Alaska. What's up? Um, and we are recording episode four yes. of um, Fan Fiction. Obviously, obviously we did
0: not upload last week because I was very tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and writing this series is exhausting because yes. I have to do a lot of research.
1: It's um, a crazy amount of research.
0: Yes. So last time we finished talking about the Anne Rice incident crazy as she is. Yeah. Um and then also we're talking about the 90s and the way that fan fiction was distributed, which was basically fan sites for specific fandoms. Mm-hmm. So, that's where we were last time. We are moving into the 21st century and into the major websites um
1: that that's a fun.
0: still exist today. Woohoo. Okay. So October, 1998, fanfic.net, now fanfiction.net uh, was created. So all of these other websites were specifically for one fandom, fanfiction.net is the first one that we have that is like multi-fandom. Mm. It is just for fanfiction, you know, very specific, but you can po- put anything on there from any fandom. Um, so it was created by Shing Li, uh, I do not know if, they use they them pronouns mm. or he him because mm-hmm. I have heard it said in different different ways in different videos, yeah. and it seems like they're a very private person. So I'm just gonna go with they them, yeah, to be safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were a UCLA student. I think they were um, like a programmer mm. uh, and a big X Files fan, mm. and they didn't like the way that the X Files fan fiction was handled on certain websites. Like I guess it just didn't like the websites, yeah. And so created fanfic.net. Period. Um, You know, innovative. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, So, this website really changed the way fan fiction was distributed. Um, Obviously, now we have a lot more sites that are specific in this way. Like, they're just for fan fiction, but they are for multi fandoms. It's actually pretty uncommon to get fan fiction from like a fandom specific website. Mm. It did pop up here and there over like the 2000s and into the 2010s, but for the most part, after fanfic.net the you know most of the websites we're going to see are of the same nature mm-hmm. so this is a automated archive i'm gonna explain these in the best way that i can because some of it i was like i didn't understand yeah but basically what it means is that they people could upload fix and they would be posted automatically mm-hmm. uh, rather than having to go through some sort of mod or staff right um and so it allowed for much faster growth than other websites where they would have to like go through an intermediate uh, intermediary person and it also allowed them to run the site with less staff yeah Um, at one point it was the largest fanfic archive on the internet. Mm. Um, I will say that it has not, it doesn't look like it has been upgraded in a long time Mm. as of this point, but it is still up and you can still read fanfic and people are still posting about like posting to this website. Mm. Um, the oldest fanfic that is still up on the site is Little Helper by Cheryl Nantis. I'm pretty sure it's how you say her name, but who knows? this is the kind of content you've come to expect. Uh, so it is a Mulder Scully x files ship fic and it was published in 1999 and it is still up. Wow. Um and this woman is still fight like still publishing to the site uh, up until 2018. That's wow. when her most recent fic was published on fanfic.net. Sick. So um
1: you know. Good for you, Cheryl.
0: Yeah, she's also made a career out of writing romance novels. So Period. Love that for her. She's yes. living
1: queen. Um <laughs>
0: In the early days of the website, the top three categories were, of course, X-Files, of course. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer,
1: Naturally. and Animorphs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like,
0: great. Yeah. Uh, I love that for them.
1: <laughs> um,
0: it kind of had steady growth over the next couple of years after its creation, um, before the first of many steps in its ultimate downfall. Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So in 2002, fanfic.net purged all of its NC-17 content from the website. Mm,
1: They pulled a Tumblr.
0: Yeah, yeah. Before Tumblr
1: even did it. (laughs) I know,
0: honestly. So the site grew, you know, uh, really, really quickly after like it kind of started because they were able to upload without all these mods. Um, And I guess in response to that, they were getting a lot of complaints about not safe for work material. Uh. And um, so they put in this new regulation. So it wasn't just NC-17 stuff that was removed from the site in 2002. Uh, They also removed any real person fanfic. So those were not allowed, no Hmm. longer allowed on the site. And chat room or keyboard dialogue fix. So I don't know if you ever like read those books as a kid where it was like all, it all took place in like a chat room. Oh, I was
1: obsessed with those kinds of books. Yeah.
0: Apparently they didn't like, they didn't allow them. um, This is a direct quote says chat room and keyboard dialogue based entries will no longer be allowed. Much of the chat room entries are void of plot without attempt at plot and are more in line with random dialogue. Than with stories or poetry, having these types of entries on the site is unfair to those who have spent quality time fleshing out substantial content. Uh, what um, the fuck? What? <laughs> what does that even mean? Um. So I just think it's interesting because obviously they took off the NC seventeen stuff, which is a very funny rating to me because they still have an M rating on there. Um. So I was like, I don't really understand the difference.
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, like, who's writing, like, mature stuff that isn't, like, sexual?
0: Right. I was like, in what way is it mature? Yeah. Is it, like, they say a cuss word or two? <laughs> like, are
1: the characters adults or something? Like, I don't know. Like, so weird. I just think it's interesting that
0: they remove all this NC-17 stuff, and they say it's it amounts for all of our complaints, basically, within the past year have been about adult stories, um, which I... I Think is just really strange. Like yeah. I don't really understand like why that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like you kind of get a better understanding of the people running the site from the removal of the chat room and keyboard dialogue ones because mm. real person fanfic is a you know touchy topic for a lot of people. Yeah. Some people are like vehemently against it. Some people who are celebrities are very uncomfortable by it. Mm-hmm. Um some people don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like it it's it's a wide variety of things that people some people find it just like incredibly disrespectful to write, but then also we have like after which is written about a real person. So yeah. it's like you know, I can understand going back and forth on allowing it on the site. Um you know, if it was just that. And then they also removed, I think it was called song fix, uh, which is basically where they would have like the lyrics to a song. And then there'd be story in between that. Hmm. And um, sometimes that would pull in copyright issues. Right. That makes sense. Um, So a lot of these, I was like, I don't agree with them. I don't think they should have taken these things off, but okay. I could kind of understand how you got there, but Mm -hmm. the removal of the chat room and keyboard dialogue ones, and specifically the verbiage of unfair to those who spent quality time fleshing out substantial content Kind of shows their real point of view, which is that it's almost like a fan fiction uh, was good when I did it.
1: Yes. They're pulling the exact same thing that the original authors do, Mm -hmm. where they're like, I put in time and effort and you're just taking what I did and building off of that. And that's not fair. Like, whatever. Like, I put in the work and it's like, they still put in the work, too. Like, it's still a creative form. Yeah. And also, like who cares if it doesn't have plot or whatever if people read it like, it's like uh, if it's entertaining and people want to read it like then it has value
0: and plot in itself is like a very malleable thing like it, it, people have different definitions of what plot even is within mm-hmm. these things and even on AO3 which we're going to get deep into later um, they even have a tag that's like porn without plot. Yeah. Like plot, what plot? Mm-hmm. And these sorts of things where this is like very commonplace within fan fiction, especially when you're writing about characters you care about to have, you know, one shots, like these sorts of things where you just want to watch them do one thing. There is no plot to it. It's literally just like they, domestic bliss or whatever they want to write about. Yeah. Um, but it's very much a a take of like looking down on the content that people are creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is, like, obviously there are bigger issues that they have in this specific purge and going forward. But I think, like, their real downfall comes from, like, just a disrespect to people who write fan fiction Absolutely. of any type. Mm-hmm. Um, so after they published this, they started taking down NC-17 stories. uh just without warning their creators. So people were like losing stuff that they wrote if they were basically storing it on this archive website and then now it's gone and they can't get it back. If they didn't have it saved somewhere else, like it's just gone. Um, They also did the same thing Tumblr did where they started taking down stuff. It it seemed to be some sort of automated system. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they were taking down stuff that had like a cuss word in the title, like these sorts of things that did not fall under NC-17 heavy quotation marks because, like I said, they still had an M category. Right. So, they really, like, honestly, just fucking drop the ball. Like, it's kind of just a fucking mess. Yeah. People were very upset at fanfic.net. Um, when this happened, there was actually a fan petition that started the very next day called Reverse the NC-17 Ruling on fanfiction.net. mm um, And it amassed more than 23,000 signatures. Nice. So, kind of a lot. mm mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna be reading a lot of comments, and some of these are very long, but I just find them really interesting, and I think it's important to like get the vibe of people's reactions. Mm-hmm. We got to gotta get into the <laughs>
1: trenches of this war. Right. We are journalists, right? The <laughs> on the Gen front lines, fanfic writers. Yes, like
0: these are the people
1: we are looking at today. Yes.
0: Um, so one of the comments regarding the purge said. If they go through with it, screw them. We'll start another fanfic site and they can go to hell, which is very, you may go to hell and I will go to Texas vibes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and
1: Absolutely. I was like, period.
0: <laughs> Although some people had uh, what I would say is the correct opinion, which mm. is like, screw this website. Like, fuck you for doing this. Yeah. Um, and your bad opinions. Uh, there, of course, were people who either were. Playing devil's advocate, or just agreed with Fanfiction.net's decision to do this. So I'm going to read this really long comment, um, but it's full of bad takes, and I really wanted to talk about it. Oh yeah, okay, okay. I'm going to read it as they wrote it instead of um, with you know the the typos and everything. Mm-hmm. Another thing which people seem to be seem to be missing is that I think for once Fanfic.net has implemented quality controls. All in caps. Uh, (laughs) ever not want to be associated with the site because there is so much crap, so much drivel. One of the biggest complaints about fanfic.net was the acceptance of poor spelling and atrocious, they spelled that wrong, uh, (laughs) grammar on the site led to this attitude spilling over into other parts of the fandom not associated with fanfic.net. Some of this can be blamed on the age drop that seems to have occurred in the fandom.
1: Oh can see what's okay. happening. We can see what's happening.
0: Yes. Well, the new rules that are seemingly overlooked, two words. Uh, they wrote that as <laughs> Overlooked. Words, <laughs> can help fix that perception. Fanfic.net, I think, has finally reached a moment where you will be able to go and say, here, here is the day fanfiction.net grew up and matured. They said here, here yeah. in all caps with exclamation points at both of them. So I guess it's supposed to be like a... Like a declaration.
1: Or yeah, like you know, little
0: homeless boy yeah. selling
1: newspapers, maybe X-tree <laughs>
0: X-Tree. is the day when people in fandom have in <laughs> fandom have to realize that we will not stand this behavior anymore. There's so many typos in this. Um, <laughs> use spell
1: check people. Babes. <laughs> Yikes.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't even put my mask on right. <laughs> <laughs> Look over your sentence structure. Babe. Hun. Heck, consider how prolific some of us fan fiction writers are. They've written fan fiction as one word and two words several times. Like, they keep flipping back and forth. This trend may expand to this great effect on the internet as a whole. What? (laughs) Okay. I'm reaching but seriously the ability to spell words in this in, in their entirety is something that seems to have dropped in fandom as a whole as fanfiction.net's influence seems to have grown
1: i love the stating a point and then not <laughs> deleting it when you realize you're reaching but just saying okay i'm reaching like it reminds me of um and then doubling down yeah it reminds me of the uh, screenshots that people would take of like those like weird nerdy, awkward guys, like, opening messages on dating apps where they'll be like, ha, 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 Oh, sorry, that was awkward or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't need to send it if you knew it was going to be awkward. Like, uh. It's like a big, long paragraph of them, like, changing their mind, like, four times. It's like, can we do a little editing before post? We can just edit it all. <laughs> a little more critical thinking
0: in the chat, y'all. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, once you've really settled on it, you know, done your actual spell check that you were supposed to be doing, And then we'll press, you know, we'll hit send after that.
0: I'm like, nothing will ever be funnier than saying fanfic is the acceptance of poor spelling and atrocious grammar and spelling atrocious Atrocious
1: wrong. (laughs) Like literally, (laughs) it's like poetic justice. Oh my God, that's so embarrassing.
0: I was like, maybe this is like some high level form of like satire. I'm sure it's not because I know it was a Gen Xer writing it. Right. And it feels very, um earnest in its hatred of young people i guess for sure um as they're like oh there's all these young people on here writing and it's like wow it's crazy
1: that people want to create content no matter the age oh my god it's crazy that like human beings that are born after you are like human beings they like (laughs) still experience human life and like participate willingly insane that's so wild Crazy. No, actually it's like mind blowing. Like I was really of the opinion um before I I learned this just now that um, only my generation and above <laughs> are humans and everyone underneath are just something else. No.
0: They They, they stopped they making bad. humans in
1: 1998. Young was... people bad.
0: <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh my god, so fucking embarrassing. There's like a, a whole plethora of embarrassing comments um if you ever are very interested in this, cause I can't spend this entire time just reading these like comments. Um, Though I'd
1: love if we did. Yeah. It'd be just so a much dramatic fun. reading
0: of these. Um, <sighs> yes. Fan lore uh, has like a pretty good um, history of the first purge. Oh. And so if you are interested in reading those, you can go to fan lore and look up the NC 17 purge of 20, uh, 2002 and find out all that fun stuff.
1: Dude. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go after, after we <laughs> record this. I'll go right over there. <laughs>
0: So after this, um, this is like a very weird side thing, but I just thought it was very funny. Um, the website started to be referred to as a pit of voles. And I did not know what a vole was, but yeah. it looks like they're kind of like tiny hamster creatures.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, voles. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> I don't know why in my head it was spelled differently. And I was like, oh, okay, I know which, you- yeah, that's so wild.
0: Um. It was first used in a blog, um, Moon Calf Noises was the name of their, like, whole blog, and they were <sighs> writing about this, and they said, in 2001, so it was before the purge, uh, web entity known as fanfic.net is a pit of voles. You heard me. <laughs> like, a what? Explain. I, I honestly, if you had said pit of almost any other creature, I would be like, okay, maybe I can understand what, yeah. where you're going. yeah. I don't know what a fucking foal is. Yeah. Or what the what is the significance of a pit of them?
1: <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, like are they are they aggressive? <laughs> um are uh, yeah. I'm like are they um like really loud, screechy? I don't know, like what is yeah, what's the significance of them and then being in a pit. Yes. I'm like it's I mean you could say something like I don't know, like a pit of lemmings or something like that. Right. Like, okay, I can understand what right. you mean like by I that. Right, it's like I
0: understand you know, way, how you arrived at that creature. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, Pitifuls uh, became <laughs> such a common name in the community that it resulted in, like, Google bombing, which is basically where the Google search results are manipulated by people on purpose mm-hmm. so that whenever you looked up pitifuls, fanfic.net was the first thing to come up. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's just it's fucking hilarious to Incredible. me. Incredible. Um, uh, the site also had, like, a lot of just technical issues, mostly mm. because it was run by a small staff. Yeah, uh, Once it was down for an entire week.
1: Um, just like... Just... Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nobody thought, like, maybe we should prioritize like, this a little bit. Check in on that a yeah. little bit.
0: Um, but this uh, outage actually led to the creation of a Harry Potter fanfic site called oh. Fiction Alley, uh, oh. which we will talk about in depth on our later episode where we will dive into the mega fandom of harry potter yeah um but it did lead to the creation of that so that's pretty funny to me yeah. um
1: they- fiction alley is such a good name i only learned like maybe two years ago the like pun of like diagon alley yeah. nocturne alley i was like oh <laughs> duh um so fiction alley that's so cute
0: yeah i was like i like that that's adorable yeah
1: um we do not support JK Rowling. Really. Uh,
0: yeah she can fuck right off they also seemed to have a lot of issues in the way they handled copyright law and mm-hmm. how it interacted with fanfic. They were very much like, they were not going to do anything to support the people who publish on their website. Mm-hmm. So, um, any creators uh, who objected to fanfiction of their content, the site would immediately block the topic. So we talked about Anne Rice last time; she was right. immediately blocked. Everything was taken down. Also, Archie Comics um, is one of them, which I thought was very funny. Interesting. Um, so I was like, because surely people are writing Riverdale fanfic, so it must not be. I mean, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's on like Wattpad or something, but right. I just thought that I didn't expect that to be there, and yeah. I'm like, why is Archie Comics so like stingy with their like terrible content? Honestly, um, the rest were a bunch of authors that I have never heard of.
1: Um, so, maybe Embarrassing just, like,
0: for them. Let people write fanfic and
1: yeah, know. maybe you have a bigger fan base if people are allowed to be fans. Right.
0: I mean, to be fair, I don't know how to read, so yeah. like that is kind of an inhibitor. But still, did you have any of those names
1: written down? I, I don't remember how I. Found no worries. It. No worries.
0: So they would um, obviously remove all of this stuff, but they were also pretty heavily criticized. Because they would just take down any fan fiction that any had any kind of like copyright issue that they thought would arise. Um, we're gonna talk about this in detail because AO3 is the you know it is the polar opposite of Fanfic.net, mm-hmm. and they have a much different way of um, approaching this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, And we're also going to get really deep into it when we go over the legality of fan fiction, which I think should be in about two weeks. Okay, cool. Um, So we will unpack that later, but um, just so you know, they Mm -hmm. were not really handling copyright issues very well. There also was like some revenue issues. Uh, They said that it was a, like the creator said that the website was a site that they did not make money off of. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, obviously all websites require money to run them but they were like oh we're just running this for free um and they refused to accept advertising early on but did eventually accept advertising so if you go there now there are ads on the website Hmm. um they also accepted donations and then they also had a premium version Hmm. um that none of this is like other than allowing ads on the site, which is kind of annoying, none mm-hmm. of this is like exceptionally bad, but it is a stark difference to AO3 and the right. way that they handled some of their stuff. So the, especially the premium version, like having a paid version of the
1: website when it's like nobody wants your garbage. Honestly, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took off all the good shit and then you're like, pay for it now. Like, mm, no, thank you, actually. Yeah, it's like, mm, no. Um,
0: it, obviously, it's been around for a very, very long time. Uh, you know, more than 20 years at this point. And so there have been some very famous fanfics to come out of this site. Mm. Um, I already was aware of all three of these, but I am getting a lot of this information from Sakura Stardust video, a brief history of Mm fanfiction.net, which is pretty fun. Shows some good info in there. Um, So the most famous one, I think that uh, a lot of people have heard of, is My Immortal, Uh, the Harry Potter... MCR crossover, hell yeah. Um, we will get into this later. Like, and we will get into My Immortal for because sure. It, it has its own lore altogether. Yeah. Um. Another one is Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles. Um. I haven't read this yet. I am going to read it when we talk Harry
1: Potter. But I
0: have heard that it is very religious. Yeah,
1: sounds like a lot it. of religious imagery.
0: Um, and extremely weird. And it is extremely famous. So
1: yeah, that's <laughs> so interesting. I'm like, how do you balance the like religious aspect with the like literal witches and wizards. Maybe it's
0: like they, the, that part is taken out or something. I don't know. Uh, but that one is super well known. And then the last one I want to talk about is uh, Cupcakes. So this is a My Little Pony fanfic ah. uh, that has become super famous in its own right. Oh. Uh, so much so that it has like fanfics about it. It's become oh. sort of like a creepypasta character. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a dark fic. And it's extremely gory, and it is about Pinkie Pie torturing Rainbow Dash, um, and apparently very, very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, I could
1: definitely tell from that title that yeah. it was going to go in this direction. Like For sure. totally, I heard cupcakes, and I was like, mm, yes, gory torture. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: I'm like, and uh, we'll talk My Little Pony later on, much um, later in our series. Uh, and they do have fan fiction uh, galore because they have, that they've got
1: a lot of stuff going on there. That fandom is. special
0: um it is but cupcakes is like so well known even outside of the mlp world and it was published fanfic all of these are still up by the way you can go and read them on fanfic.net um i have read my immortal before which is you know fantastic um i haven't read cupcakes but i guess i will at least read snippets of it Mm -hmm. um not really into extremely gory fics but yeah So obviously the first purge was the beginning of the end for fanfic.net. Obviously the copyright issues, the revenue issues, you know, a lot of these things that followed, I think, just continued to knock them down. Uh, But the thing that really was their, you know, final resting place uh, was the second purge. Mm. Uh, So this was in May of 2012. Uh, The fanfic admins suddenly started deleting stories that they considered too mature to be on the site again, deleting them without telling anyone. So if you were, you know, keeping your shit up there, uh, it's gone now. They were just taking it down, not warning creators. And then when creators were upset, they were basically like, we have not allowed inappropriate stories since 2002 and, you know, whatever. Like, we were super angry that people were even, like, dare to criticize them (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, so this led to a mass exodus of fans um, who were looking for a much better website. Absolutely. Uh, because obviously they wanted to go somewhere where they were not going to get all their shit taken down. Uh, there were also a ton of pe- like petitions that came up around this time as well, just like the time before, to no avail. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to make that choice in 2002 and then do it again in 2012 with no critical thought and no re-examining of their own rules. Yeah. Um, There were a lot of people who blamed a fanfic subgroup called Critics United. This was basically a subgroup who would go through and, like, target fix they deemed inappropriate and start leaving, like, abusive comments and, like, going after their creators, and that was, like, their whole thing. Yikes. Uh, So a lot of people did blame this specific group for the second purge because it seemed like a lot of this stuff was not really being... Because up until this point, you know, this rule was there but it wasn't heavily enforced um and so having this huge second purge come along uh people thought that it was not a coincidence yeah that makes sense um so of course everybody left not everyone still up people still published to it but a lot of people left yeah and that takes us to ao3 which Mm -hmm. is a very interesting site i learned a lot about it that i didn't know ao3 is the site that i use when i read fanfic yeah uh, because it is God tier. Like, it's so great. It's incredible. Um, so AO3, Archive of Our Own, was launched in 2008. Um, it saw traffic early on, like a little bit, but it really grew in popularity following the second purge mm-hmm. of fanfic.net in 2012. Yeah. Um, it was created by an organization. Oh, It was created by the Organization for Transformative Works, which is a nonprofit Fan activist organization hmm. um, from the wiki page. Uh, I'm just going to read this quote. OTW advocates for transformative, legal, and legitimate nature. I missed the word. OTW advocates for the transformative, legal, and legitimate nature of fan labor activities, including fan fiction, fan videos, fan art, anime music videos, podfics, which is audio recordings of fan fiction, and real person fiction. Its vision is to nurture fans and fan culture and to protect fans' transformative work from legal snafus and commercial exploitation. Sick. Yeah, so that's their that's their whole point. And so they were the ones that created AO3. Um, I think they also run FanLore, the website that's kind of like oh. Wikipedia for fan content, yeah. like fandom content. Um, I used it a ton when doing this research. Mm-hmm. It's a great website, I didn't know that they ran them. Um, They also have a peer-reviewed, open-access academic journal called Transformative Works and Cultures, which is a um, journal that publishes essays, articles, book reviews, and other pieces that concern fandom, fan works, and fan practices.
1: It's so fucking cool that they do that. (laughs) And I remember, I just, you know, I didn't have much time to look at it when you first told me this, but I... Um, you know, just look at a couple of, like, the titles and stuff Just, like, skimming through, um, their articles that they have published And, like, it is, like, quality shit Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, especially when you do a lot of, like, academic research And you have to read a lot of different titles and synopses of, like, different articles You can tell sometimes just by, like, the way it's worded That you're like, oh, this is some good shit Mm -hmm. We're gonna get into it now
0: Yeah, for sure, um, yeah, they, uh I am really interested to go and read some of the stuff on there because I didn't know this existed. And I think this is very cool that their entire thing is about fandom culture. Period. Um, So the editors who started it, and they're still editors to this day is Christina Bousset, who is a professor of philosophy or at least in the philosophy department at the university of Southern Alabama Mm. or South Alabama, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And Karen Hellickson, a science fiction author, both of these women have doctorates, so highly educated, and these are the two editors for this. I love them. Um, also, Christina Busse is going to come back in discussions later. Little foreshadowing there mm. for when we get into um, our series of <laughs> dead dove do not eat sequences. Yeah, uh, because she was involved with the notorious Omega case, Omegaverse case oh. um, by offering her, you know, opinion on what was going on. So, uh, she will come back. I just thought that was really interesting. Okay.
1: We'll see you soon, Christina. And
0: I was like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Um, I also love that it's run by women. A lot of the fan stuff that, you know, a lot of the stuff that they do is to improve fandom culture, like for women and girls, Mm -hmm. because so much of this has been dominated by men from like the get go, especially when we're talking about fan fiction even fanfic.net like the idea of like oh this is bad to write fan fiction that's you know bad because it's unfair to me because I worked hard it's very much a man's opinion yeah
1: honestly <laughs>
0: um and you know it, they talk about young people but we all know who they're talking about which is teenage girls yeah and so this is very much like they have done a lot to support women in fandom culture mm-hmm um so I just thought that was very cool. They also participate in legal advocacy within fandom communities. Yeah. Um, so they have defended fans' fair use of copyright material. Um they've also written amicus briefs for various intellectual property cases. Oh my god. And have submitted requests to the Library of Congress to push for further exceptions to the DMCA. Oh, my God, I love them. These people are so cool. I think that's, like... Oh, my God. I can't believe I, like, didn't know about this, like, legal advocacy team and, like, intellectual property. Like, that's so
1: fucking cool. That's so cool. I'm gonna form a parasocial relationship with these two. <laughs> my God, they're amazing. So, that's that's not those two. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. They, they have a legal advocacy
0: team. Sorry, sorry, yes. Okay, gotcha. Um... So, again, we will discuss, um, a lot of what they do in the legality episode, um, Mm -hmm. because that is going to be a whole experiment because the legality of fanfiction is really kind of all over the place as far as what it is. But, um, I just thought that was really fucking cool. And basically the summary is that fanfic.net was like amateur hour. Yeah.
1: AO3 is all only professionals. Yeah. AO3 is, is hot girls. Yeah. Hot girls doing hot girl shit. Truly.
0: Um, the name of the website was inspired by an essay by uh, Virginia Woolf titled "A Room of One's Own." Mm. So this was an essay that she wrote, which basically talks about how a writer needs space, time, and resources in order to create. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read this essay, but I did go and read like snippets of it, and I just thought it was interesting that it was really about um, how women lack the like freedom of expression and like. You know, are often seen as lacking intellectual potential, and that you know they they don't have access to these things, as in space, time, and resources, to actually create things in the way that men do. And I just thought that was very fitting that this is like the way that this name came about. Mm -hmm. Um, It first showed up in a blog post. Talking about another site called Fanlib, which is a site that was created in 2007 that's goal was monetizing fanfic. Mm. I think Fanlib didn't really support the fandom culture, and so people were turned against it pretty quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the author of this blog, Naomi Novak, was writing about Fanlib's lack of interest and in fostering a fanish community. And called for the creation of an archive of
1: one's own, oh. and that's where the name
0: came from, uh, which I thought was really fucking cool. <laughs> that is
1: really cool because it's a great name.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, the site is primarily run by volunteers. Uh, at least 900, at least that was the count, Ooh. you know, a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, their yearly expenses are largely covered by like fundraisers, and obviously they have this nonprofit, so that's how they pay for it. There are no ads on the site. Yeah. Thank fucking God. Thank God. Um, By February of 2014, the site hit 1 million fanfics, and then it hit 5 million in July of ni- of 2019. Yeah. And it currently has just over 9 million. Jesus. There's a lot of shit on there. Um, it was also listed as one of the 50 best websites of 2013 by Time Magazine, who huh. described it as the most carefully curated, sanely organized, easily browsable and searchable non-profit collection of fanfiction on the web. Which
1: is accurate, (laughs) it's a really good site.
0: AO3 is also notable because they allow basically anything as long as you tag it correctly. So stark difference from fanfic.net. They allow any kind of content, they are very anti-censorship. This has led to a lot of controversy within the website, of course, because, you know, people were upset about FIX that include um, topics such as like rape, incest, pedophilia, you know, bestiality, etc. But the OTW's legal committee um, had a statement that said that OTW's mission is to advocate on behalf of transformative works not just the ones we like. Mm. Um, I just thought this was kind of interesting because I do know that it's like, I feel like this is a bigger conversation about the internet generally and like censorship. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's very much like what they're trying not to do, which is just to take down, you know, fix that people don't like or that have these triggering or difficult topics. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they really push to just allow anything on their website and like I said, like it's, you know, as long as it's tagged appropriately, they have taken down stuff like when it is like violently racist or these kind of difficult, or these kind of um really triggering things. But uh, for the most part, they just allow the stuff to stay up. But of course, this gets a lot of backlash from people, people who feel that they should be doing more to corral these kinds of. Fanfics Yeah Like
1: take them down Um, Yeah It's a hard subject I mean it's a hard thing To consider There's a lot of nuance And I understand Their position of like It's, you know, you don't want to be too rash with, like, how much you take down because it's a very slippery slope. And Mm -hmm. then it it very quickly devolves into, yes, just things that you just don't like, um, which is exactly the problem that a lot of other places faced, like fanfic.net.
0: Right. And, you know, Tumblr is a great example of that. Obviously, both Tumblr and fanfic.net was specific with just all, like not safe for work content Mm -hmm. um obviously ao3 is completely and totally fine it seems like people are fucking fine with that shit um write what you want Mm -hmm. but i think even pushing it farther to be like we're not going to just take down just anything because it upsets people because this is a place for like creative writing and not being allowed to talk about topics is like not enough is not like a good reason to like restrict these kinds of things yeah um So I just think that kind of stuff is very interesting. But I also, like, agree with it. I think that, like, them pushing against censorship is exactly what you want from a sort of archive website. Absolutely. Um, And speaking of their tagging system, because, you know, you just got to tag it. Their tag wrangling system is actually one of the internet's most sophisticated information organization mechanisms today. Mm -hmm. Um, I read an article about this and did not understand any of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you were really interested in the tech portion of this, uh, go read the article. Fans are better uh, than tech at organizing information online by Gretchen McCulloch on Mm -hmm. wired.com. I did not, I couldn't, I was like, I don't, this it means nothing to me. Yeah. I do not understand computer programmer
1: languages. Tech means absolutely nothing and I will not be learning them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you could not if you put a gun to my head and ask me to explain just what j- like javascript is, I'm dead. Yeah. Could not tell you even what that is. Right. Like a simple term for that. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, so if you want to learn about it, go read that article. It was very well researched and written. Um, The site also allows embedded videos, fan art, podfix, and, like, GIFs and stuff. They don't have a way of hosting it themselves. So, like, hosting that kind of stuff would be, like, uh, even Tumblr, you can upload stuff and it hosts that content or, like, Mm -hmm. YouTube. Um, But it is cool that they allow people to embed it. Uh, We'll talk about the GIF fix later on whenever we talk into different, like, trends and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. I think those are very fun. They're um, a lot of fun. Because it brings in what I loved about Tumblr, Mm -hmm. which was looking at uh, GIFs of not-safe-for-work content Mm -hmm. because I didn't have to look on terrifying porn websites, and um, also I didn't have to hear any sound. Yeah, Um, yep, yep, yep. (laughs) So people that integrate those into their stories that are
1: often... Porn without plot stories I think that's very cool and creative it's a lot of fun or like the safe for work fan art is incredible most of the time on that app like, oh, yeah. or on that website they there's so much fan art mm-hmm. it, it's insane yeah we'll be posting a few pictures here and there of things that we talk about obviously mm-hmm. on the instagram so go check that out right and a lot of these things like the specific
0: fan arts the gift fix like those are things that we're going to talk about in depth either when we talk about the fandom that they're a part of or that specific trend mm-hmm. um but I just think it's cool that they allow that kind of stuff and have a way to for you to embed it in your fic. Mm-hmm. So this website is just, it's really well managed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, that's why I love it. I mm-hmm. think the, like, tagging system makes it so easy to find literally
1: anything that you want. So easy. Um, um, like, the, yeah, the other fanfic sites that I've used have uh, paled in comparison. Right. And you can find out immediately, like, something
0: that I really like about it is that if you're looking at, like okay, you want to read a fanfic about, like, Captain America and Bucky Barnes. Mm-hmm. And then you can look at all of these and have, like, a synopsis of the story, which is great, but sometimes the synopsis is really unhelpful or mm-hmm. it's just the beginning of, it's just the inciting incident or something. You're like, I don't know what this is going to be. And so having these tags, you can find out exactly what, like, you're expecting from the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's great. I wish they did that with real books because I'm Honestly. way more likely to read books
1: if I could see like tags, like mm-hmm. know exactly what's going to happen. Like, okay. Like what can I expect? Right. But like, and great for filtering out things that, you know, will be triggering for you. Absolutely. Um, and you know, making sure that you don't accidentally come across a story that has something that you don't want to deal with, mm-hmm. which exactly. is
0: incredible. Um, so on <laughs> February 29th, 2020, uh, AO3 was actually blocked in mainland China. Um, Makes sense. It came around the same time that China was cracking down on other queer and sexually explicit content. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of people thought there's like a pretty big rumor uh, that this was caused because of fans of a Chinese actor. um, Uh, Named Xiao Zhan. Yes. So he was in something, I think it's called The Untamed, uh, Mm -hmm. is a TV series. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of um, homoerotic content uh, about it Mm -hmm. on fanfic or on uh, AO3 Mm -hmm. and including uh, like fan art and stuff. And so people thought that these fans were like going after this site and like reporting it. And Mm -hmm. that's what got it taken down. This is unconfirmed. Like it's very much a rumor. However, a day after uh, the site was taken off, you know, it was blocked in China. His studio actually issued an apology for occupying public resources
1: which is extremely
0: cagey and weird and I don't understand that but I know that's very common for like forced apologies Mm -hmm. in China like when it comes to like censorship stuff yeah um so that was interesting like I, I read a lot of the posts that AO3 put out which is basically they were like okay we see that it's down in China we've like gone through all of these steps it's not on our end something else is going in China like they China obviously was not telling anyone that they were blocking websites. Of course not. That is, you know, what mm-hmm. are we expecting? Um, you know, it's very much in line with like censorship that we see. Yeah. Um and I also liked that AO three like put out a statement being like, if you are in China and you have published stuff, you don't need to worry about getting taken down. Like it is not any it's not affecting our website mm. or our database, so mm-hmm. it will still be up there you just can't access it yeah. in that country. Which yeah. I was like, okay, I appreciate that they were like, even like, don't even worry about it. Like, it sucks that you can't access it, but you can know that, like, we're not just, it's not getting taken down. Like, China is not taking down actual fix. Right. But I just thought that was extremely crazy. But also I feel like... Wild. Maybe that makes it cooler to get, like, a banned in the country because they were just being too freaky. They're they like, were like... No,
1: like, too many gays. <laughs> they are like, being too cool. They're like, uh-uh, we gotta shut this shit down. <laughs> um... It was, 2020 was like a huge year for AO3, um, most
0: definitely because of the coronavirus. Um, In between the uh, months of February and April, it rose to about 10 million views a day. Makes sense. um, In average. It's highest on April 7th, where the site recorded a high of 51.4 million views in one day. Whoa. (laughs) So COVID definitely helped this website. I mean, Um, people were bored as hell. They were bored and people... You know as the coronavirus went on and people were looking for things to comfort them fandom became much bigger i think yeah. um a, a lot of the fan fiction so after we do this series much later on we're going to do a deep dive into the Hermione ship draco yes. and hermione and um we'll talk about this obviously in detail then but a lot of the really popular ones were started during covid mm. like people started writing them people who were like grown adults and they were like i suddenly have free time because i'm not at work for two weeks and yes. they were like i don't know i just kind of wanted to write something again like yeah. getting back into it so i just think that's very interesting that it was like benefited this website hell yeah so this leads us into uh <laughs> my second bout of star wars uh oh. star wars revenge of the Fick. Sort of. (gasps) Sort of. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So in 2019, AO3 actually won a Hugo Award.
1: Oh. So
0: Hugo Awards are for um, science fiction and fantasy Mm -hmm. writing. Um, And they have specifically an award called, um, or specifically an award for best related works. So it's a category that recognizes science fiction related works that are notable for reasons other than fictional text. Mm. Um, This has been something that they had been working towards for five years as like a study campaign to get them nominated. And then we finally a finalist and won in 2019. Holy shit. Um, they talked about how it was, you know, it's a, award for the entire site in the same way that you would see like at a if a magazine won best magazine whatever um it's not talking about every single thing that was ever published in that magazine it's like the way the thing is organized and handled all together which is the same for AO3 because I know it's just like kind of confusing of like how does it win an award but it's like because it has all of this stuff on there and a lot of really good content however You know, they have been pushing for this for a long time, but there is heavy speculation that the reason this award came when it did was um, in reaction to Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, Which, if you're not a Star Wars fan, I would call it unforgivably bad. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and retroactively ruins the series, Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. just the three new ones, but all of them, all of them. Yeah. Because it can, it destroys it all. (laughs) Wild. Um, so I'm going to read this paragraph because I, I just feel like she says it better than I do. So this is actually from an article that I referenced in earlier episodes, um, which is titled fan fiction was just as sexual in the 1700s as it is today. So she says, Fan fiction's role in litigating the boundaries of relationships is one of the most enduring purposes. Only recently did some fans complain about and rewrite the ending of Rise of Skywalker, the franchise's latest mega blockbuster. The conclusion (laughs) satisfied neither those who wanted Rey and Kylo to get together, nor those who deplored any possibility of the two hooking up. They managed to
1: fuck over both sides yeah, of the argument. They
0: were just like, everybody can suck it. Uh, where these twain meet, though, is in their sense of an imperative to rewrite better conclusions for their favorite characters. Fanfiction's role as a collective project in popular ethics was ultimately what 20, the 2019 Hugo Award acknowledged. AO3 may have officially earned the award. But so did every writer that who had ever been bold, brave, or foolhardy enough to share their work with the internet.
1: Wait, I'm going to cry. That's so sweet. <laughs> I was like, that, I
0: love that so much. Yeah. Um, And I think it is extreme. Obviously, this is not confirmed anywhere. You can believe whatever you want. Right. But I choose to believe that this is punishment for... <laughs> George Lucas being a little fucking asshole about fanfic. Oh, and then God. eventually, you know, he wasn't involved in the new shit, but he doesn't get a pass because he still created it. Yeah. And it was so terrible. And then people, you know, flooded AO3 with these fics of rewriting the ending. Yeah. Um, And then obviously this follows with AO3 finally winning this award. It's just...
1: Poetic justice. I think so, too. I mean, too. it was just a mere couple episodes that we were talking about how fucking dumb george lucas is about fan fiction and then here they are proving him wrong mm-hmm. once again <laughs> icons being
0: bold brave or foolhardy enough to share their work with the internet as she says oh, i'm like tears are great, falling such a great article um, i love it uh but very good for them. <laughs> good for them <laughs> um you know pretty exciting stuff so that kind of reaches the conclusion of the ao3 portion of this um we are going to get into uh, the rest of fan fiction like, websites Mm -hmm. next time where we're going to talk Wattpad, the notorious Wattpad, Wattpad. Kindle Worlds, and then some of these other um, non-fic specific places where people publish a lot of fanfiction, so Tumblr being one of them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we'll see you next episode to finish off this conversation. Yes, so we're going to get into websites, and then we'll be getting into the fucking legality, and then we will be diving headfirst into fandom and fanfiction-specific stuff. Now that you guys have so much goddamn background just an excruciating amount of background mm-hmm, information mm-hmm. Um, and so this is
1: so far has only been you on your <laughs> soapbox next episode when we get into wattpad because that that bitch is ma area <laughs> that is your stomping ground yes like that's where i grew up i am a wattpad native yes. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so it'll be a lot of fun <laughs> all right guys thanks for hanging out with us see you next week bye, bye. the podcast rejects is a gamer frauds network production find us on Instagram at the podcast Rejects. For early access to all gamer frauds network content and a ton of exclusive perks, join our patreon at patreoncom GamerFrauds.